Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Bible says, be not deceived. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. All right, it's 4 p.m. on Wall Street. Do you know where your money is? Welcome to Financial Issues, where we align reality with truth. Conservative talk radio you can count on. Financial issues that you need to know. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. We will simply apply to government the common sense that we all use in our daily lives. Well, good morning and welcome to Financial Issues. I'm your host, Shanna Burt, and we are here live with you today. If you want to get your calls queued up, you'll be the first caller in the queue. And the number is 610-363-1110. If our phone lines are open, it looks like they may not be, but... Might just be my video lagging there. So, all uh, lines are open now, Shanna. <laughs> okay, good deal. They're open. So, get your call queued up. If you're watching us on Facebook or any social media, Instagram, uh, YouTube, interact with us. That uh, boosts the algorithm and puts us in more places. So, that's a great way to help us grow organically. Well, we've got lots of things to talk about today. Oh, yes. So. <laughs> I'm sure you know uh, one of the things that we will be talking about. So we're also going to take a look at some economic news. So stay tuned. We'll get to it a little bit later in the show, but we're going to look at the housing data that came out, retail sales numbers, and some other things that we're keeping a pulse on in the economy. If you are a partner... Uh, you know that we are having a partner conference call tomorrow. Check your email for the login information there, or you can get online uh, to our website, financialissues.org, and you can find it there under the Partners tab. If you are a partner who has not logged into the site in a while, please do so. So we're getting reports of lots of uh, partnerships that are on pause or for whatever reason. It could just be that your credit card uh, expired or the date changed or something like that. So um, do us a favor and log in and make sure that your partnership is still active. Speaking of partners, we will be having the partner retreat in 2023. So we're having it again at the Cove the Billy Graham Training Center in North Carolina. It's just a beautiful place. Registration is open right now for partners only. There is limited availability, so you can find that on our website. Um, you have until December the 1st to get that early bird registration. Make sure that your spot is reserved. After December the 1st, we will be opening it to registration to anyone that wants to come. The dates are April 16th through the 18th, and I will be there speaking. Tony Perkins will be our keynote speaker, and Marty Getz will be there leading worship. Our scripture this year is Philippians 3.14, as you might guess, is to press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So this is a year of pressing on. We'll have a, a special memorial service for Dan Celia, our founder, our beloved founder. 
there as well. So if you didn't get a chance to watch the one that we had in Pennsylvania, then this will be a great time for you to come and remember Dan in a really, really great way. We're continuing to keep a pulse on the elections. The Senate race, of course, has gone to the Democrats. There's still one race that hasn't been settled yet, but even if the Republicans get that race, it'll be 50-50 with the deciding vote um, going to the vice president, Kamala Harris. And we know which way that will go. So the House is leading. Um, We're seeing Obviously, a little bit of conflicting reports out there. I think as some places start to get ahead and calling races that aren't actually um, 100% settled yet, but the the GOP is leading, the best we can tell, 217 to 206 right now. And it it takes 218 seats to get a majority in the House. So I feel pretty confident. Even President Biden said that he doesn't think that the Democrats will be able to pull this one out. So um, hopefully that is the case. You know, as we've talked about on this program, Gen Z and unmarried women are part of the reason that the red wave didn't materialize, even though the mainstream media wants to blame it on another person, which we'll get to in just a second. So it surprises me that this generation generation is now having to live with their parents because the economy is so bad uh, that that came out in a some research that I read and they would still vote for the party that is in leadership and enacted the economic policies that is causing their failure to launch. A Harris poll commissioned by the Daily Pay found that 54% of Gen Zers aged 18 to 25 are living with their parents. Now, for the longest time, we talked about the millennials living in their parents' basement, but, you know, apparently they are growing up, they are getting out, they are buying houses, and they're getting engaged. 80% of the respondents to that poll said that they expect the economy will either remain the same or get worse over the next year. So why in the world can't they connect the dots as to why the economy is bad? A mere 28% of respondents in early adulthood said that they are typically able to pay all of their bills on time. Less than a third of young people are able to pay their bills on time. And 41% said that they are worried that paying their bills will become more difficult over the next 12 months due to high inflation. They obviously haven't taken any economics courses to see what causes inflation. 38% say that they expect it to become more challenging to pay for the basics like food and fuel. Well, I guess I really shouldn't be that surprised um, because it's the same generation that sees socialism in a favorable light. 49% of Gen Z and 47% of millennials say they have a favorable view of socialism. Well, I hope they figure some things out before the next election. I hope they figure things out about how the world really works, that they would think of how they can pay, if and how they can pay for a college education before they accumulate the debt to do so, and then expect someone else to pay for it. Sound a little bit harsh? Well, Here's your scripture reference. Luke 14, 28 says, suppose one of you wants to go to college. No, it doesn't say that. It says, build a tower. Won't you first sit down and fill out every loan app you can get your hands on? 
Nope, doesn't say that either. It says, won't you sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? So I really hope they take some basic economics courses, some political science lessons to find out that money doesn't grow on trees, that it's printed by the U.S. Treasury. No, that's not true either. So I'm a little bit sarcastic this morning, and I hope you <laughs> I hope you can pick up on that a little bit. But money represents labor, and there is no such thing as a government-funded program. There are only taxpayer-funded programs, and that if and when they do join the workforce, they will be funding those programs. So good stewardship acknowledges that God owns it all because he created it. He even gives us the ability to earn income. The government is not God and cannot and should not take his place. So the election news, the current election news is overshadowed by the 2024 election news. Last night, we had former President Trump come out and make an announcement that he will run for the Republican nomination and for president again in 2024. So I watched the speech. It was very toned down. It was very, uh, it was less Donald Trump-esque, but it was still Donald Trump. So that does show some increases in maturity and wisdom. Apparently, some people have said, you know, you got to stop calling people stupid and you got you got to stop saying some of these things. And, you know, so show some maturity and wisdom on his part that he actually took that advice. But the mainstream media will still paint him all wrong. In fact, they're blaming him for the red wave not materializing. I'm even seeing um, information out there like, you know, the Trump candidates lost. He was nine wins, nine losses. But that's not exactly true. You know, the real number that I dug out this morning is that he had 213 wins versus 36 losses for the candidates that he supported. That's an 86 percent approval rating versus, I don't know, what is Biden's approval rating somewhere in the 40s or maybe even the 30s. Really low. <laughs> so, um, you know, we will be keeping an eye on this. I wish people would just listen. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to Financial Issues. I'm your host, Shanna Burt. And we are having some minor technical issues this morning with um, a little bit of a lag there. So I kind of ran long into the break, and I think you probably missed some of what I said, but I'll repeat it. And I wanted to also mention that our radio stream is now back working on the website, but not on the phone app. So make sure that uh, you can still watch on the phone app. You don't actually have to look at the screen. You can just listen, but um, put it on the video feed so that you can get all of the um, the show live here this morning. Now, if you're in one of those markets where you're watching a replay of the show, maybe on a Saturday on an AFR station or maybe in the evening or lunchtime, we are live every day, every weekday at 8 o'clock Central, 9 o'clock Eastern time. You can watch us at our website, financialissues.org, or you can get our phone app, um, Facebook, YouTube, all of those other places as well. So right before the break, we were talking about uh, former President Trump announcing his bid for the presidency in 2024. And I did listen to the speech last night. Didn't agree with everything that he said, but so many things that he said were right on point. But of course, the mainstream media will pick and choose little clips that don't paint him in the best light. So, you know, things get really twisted when you take them out of context, just like scripture, you know, have you ever heard someone quote a scripture verse and um, really kind of just twist it and conform it to whatever agenda they had and it doesn't really prove accurate or maybe it's by mistake. But, you know, when you really go back and read things or listen to things in context, it makes a world of difference. So I know it is hard for some people to listen to Donald Trump sometimes, but if they would just listen or maybe not even listen because the tone is, you know, a bit arrogant, uh, maybe just read what he has to say and see, does this make common sense? You know, I think that they would, um, it, it would really be interesting to see some blind studies done of just statements about topics in general if people would agree or disagree, not knowing who actually said them. So it's uh, it's really just hard to assess the validity of something when you don't actually know what actually happened. <laughs> so I just want to remind you that our Sons of Issachar shirts have shipped. I don't think I've gotten mine yet, but if I get it, I'll wear it this Rapid Fire Friday. Um, 
I'm, I'm sure I'll get it by then. But if you supported our year in campaign, you should probably have yours by now. And we'd love to see you wearing them. So post a picture, send a picture to our Facebook page, post it on Instagram, tag us in it. Um, make sure that uh, that us and all your friends can see you wearing that Sons of Issachar shirt. So um, we do have some economic news out today. So the housing data came out. A little bit of good news here. Mortgage rates dropped to 6.9%, down from 7.14% just last week on a softer CPI and PPI reading. And what that does is it projects inflation down the road. So we have this terminal rate that the Fed talks about, which is how how high are we going to have to raise rates to get inflation under control? So the more inflation starts to moderate, slow down, it hasn't actually really come down in a meaningful way yet, but starts to reverse trends and go in a different direction, it indicates that we can expect a lower terminal rate. And that will impact treasury rates, which impacts mortgage rates. So that's why we're seeing that mortgage rate come down. The NBA Mortgage Market Index came out again this morning. And for the first time in eight weeks, it came it it came in at 2.7% to 205.2 points for the week ending November 11th. So mortgage, one of the things that it measures is mortgage demand. And the purchase index um, for mortgages surged to 4.4%. So I would imagine that it was it was due to the interest rate that came down a little bit. People um, still really uncertain about the future of inflation. So um, I think people continue to kick themselves for not getting their mortgage a month ago or six months ago or, you know, whatever the case might be, a year ago at 3% versus the um, right at 7% that we're seeing now. Not surprisingly, the refi um, demand for mortgages is down again by 1.6%. So we have this uh, phenomenon called the golden handcuffs that are keeping people in their mortgages because they don't want to sell their home, buy another home, get rid of their 3% mortgage for a 7% mortgage. So that's going to keep people, that's going to, that's really uh, put a damper on the housing market, which was very strong. So I don't think that we're in trouble there yet. Don't know that we will get in trouble there. A lot of things are different than the housing crisis that we saw in 2008. So speaking of housing, Americans now need to have a six-figure income just to afford a home. So according to a Redfin uh, research Buyers now need to earn $107,000 a year to afford the monthly mortgage payment on the median-priced home. So, of course, the median-priced home has continued to escalate over the the last several years. But that's 46% more than a year ago. So you have to have 46% more income today to afford the same type of home that you would have been able to qualify for a year ago at $73,000 a year. So that's a, that's a hard pill to swallow as we have the millennials getting out of their parents' basements, getting wanting to uh, attain the American dream of home ownership. And um, we still have a real shortage of homes in this country. So 
we'll, we'll see how things pan out there. Hopefully we can get inflation under control sooner rather than later. Retail sales also came out this morning. Now, retail sales gives us some clues as to how the consumer is holding up. And so far, we've heard that the consumer is holding up pretty well. Uh, Retail sales month over month surged 1.3%, and this is a reading for October, so it is a little bit backward looking, after a flat reading in September, and it beat the market forecast of 1% uh, for this month. Uh, what what made that up? Well, sales of motor vehicles uh, were up 1.3% as we're starting to see those supply chain constraints easing more and more. Rising gasoline pushed sales 4.1% higher. So we're starting to see those gasoline prices creep back up. It's going to be a real... Uh, interesting thing to watch, probably not a very fun thing to watch in December as we get to the end of those strategic oil reserve uh, release um, stoppages. <laughs> I guess we're gonna we're gonna stop releasing oil from the strategic oil oil reserve, which needs to happen. But President Biden, of course, has said that he would consider continuing to release oil from the strategic oil reserves if he can't keep gasoline down. We'll see how much he cares now that the elections are over or where else he can um, place the blame. Increases were also seen in retail retail sales for food and services and uh, at 1.6 percent. So and some other things, too, there. So we're just bringing um, retail sales are not adjusted for inflation. So this gives us a picture of how uh, inflation is influencing retail sales. We're seeing retail sales up, but it doesn't necessarily mean that places are selling more goods and services, being more successful. It just means that they're bringing in more revenue, possibly and most likely from just charging higher prices. So year over year, we looked at the month over month number, year over year, retail sales have increased 8.3%. Now, that doesn't seem very indicative of a recession, but when you consider inflation now at 7.7, 9.1% at the peak back in March, then it starts to make sense that sales have increased. So we are going to hear from Craig Halgert here in just a minute. He's going to give us the update on what's happening in the ag and commodities market. He's going to be live with us tomorrow. You're going to want to make sure that you tune in for that because we've got something very special planned as we're coming up on this Thanksgiving break next week where we're going to remember what we are thankful for. So more than anything, we are thankful that God loved us so much that he sent his only son to earth to die for us. But this is a season where we can really enter the enter his courts with praise and thanksgiving and be thankful for the things that the blessings that we have. So I just encourage you, um, read some scripture, meditate, get into a state of thankfulness as we approach this season. Well, here comes Craig, and then we're going to be right back with more financial issues. 
This is Craig Haugard with your Financial Issues Ag Update for November 16th. Well, grains were generally trading lower yesterday until late in the trading session when there were reports that a stray Russian missile had gone into Polish territory. The uncertainty of the situation brought immediate buying, which caused commodities to spike higher. Now, before the news regarding the missile, traders had been focused on reports that Russia may be agreeable to an extension of the Ukrainian Grain Export Corridor Agreement. The current deal expires this Saturday, November 19th. Well, at the close, December futures were nine and a half cents higher at six dollars sixty-six and three quarter cents per bushel. Soybeans also moved higher after the missile story came out. Soybeans garnered some strength from a very solid monthly crush report, which showed 184 and a half million bushels of soybeans crushed last month. At the close, we had January soybeans 16 and three quarter cents higher at $14.57 and one quarter cent. Wheat contracts were lower to start the day on the reports that Russia will probably agree to extend the Ukrainian export corridor agreement, but obviously ended the day on a higher note following the missile incident. Ukraine's Ag Ministry reported that their winter wheat crop is now 93% planted, but they're only expected to plant 3.8 million hectares, and that's down from over 6 million last year. At the close, Minneapolis December futures were 11 cents higher at $9.74 a bushel. Kansas City rose by 6 and 3 quarter cents to sell at 9.63, and Chicago futures were 9 and 3 quarter cents higher at 8.28 and a quarter. After testing the bottom of their trading range on Monday, cotton futures tested the top of the range yesterday. At the close, we had December futures up 346 points at 88.74. Livestock futures were mixed. February live cattle were 50 cents lower at $153.05 per hundredweight. January feeder cattle dropped by $2.42.5 to settle $177.25 per hundred. February lean hog futures were a buck ten higher at $90.7.5 per hundred. Class 3 milk futures enjoyed a fairly quiet session. At the finish, the December futures were up five points, 2183. This has been Craig Haugard with your Financial Issues Ag Update. We'll be right back with more financial issues after this. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Securities offered through GA Repl and Company, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member FINRA and SIPC. Opinions expressed by Shanna are hers alone and are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily represent those of GA Repl or the outlet on which you are listening. You should consider how the information applies to your situation prior to personally implementing it and consult any financial professional you work with to make sure it's applicable to your financial plan. Welcome back to Financial Issues. I'm your host, Shanna Burt, and I hope you paid attention to that little disclaimer there uh, so you'll know the lens in which we are answering questions. So without further ado, let's get to some questions. And if you want to get your call queued up, you will be the next caller in the queue. But right now we've got Rob calling from Ohio. Hi, Rob. Good morning, Shanna. Good morning. I had a couple couple of questions for you and um, just... I'm not. I'm, I'm a slow learner, so you have to um, have patience with me. Okay. So I had questions. I had was um, I'm I'm 52, and um, we're checking our looking at our asset allocation model. Um, I was reading through the commentary that you wrote about um, about slowing down until possibly after and not buying anything until possibly after the conference call today. Um, but my question, that being said, would be um, in our asset alloca- allocation models, we are very low on financial REITs. We're, we have no technology stocks in there. And um, it, we do need, uh, we, we, it does show that we should get TPLC and TPLE. Uh, and my question to you is, what, what should I focus on, if, if anything, right now? Today, you could focus on the tech stocks. So that is, regardless of um, which way it pans out, those are going to stay. I'm assuming you're you're in that 45 to 55 model, so that will definitely stay a part of that model. Maybe just focus on on picking up one position right now. You could buy. There is one REIT that is on the buy list that you could get into that. That would be fine. I think those allocations will stay um, pretty close to the same. So you could you could pick something up there, but just don't don't go crazy. Avoid the ETFs right now until you see what the the new asset allocations are going to be. But um, I would wait and just make sure you take a screenshot if you're using that portfolio tracker, uh, because anytime we go in and update the asset allocation models, I wish it weren't so. But it resets that column of the sector. So make sure that you you have that so you can recode them fairly quickly. Okay. Do you, um, do you, how, how do I, I was looking through and I couldn't tell like how to decipher what a specific technology stock is um, on the buy list. 
so we've we've started adding in more information there. We've included these the subsector or the industry within the sector. So you want to make sure that you read the description. Um, there is a there is a, a fairly long description there of what the company does. If you want to know more, you can click on the little I icon. It's like an eye in a circle, I think, or the, I think maybe it's an arrow and it'll, it'll expand it. It'll give you more information about the company, but in our descriptions, we tell you whether it's a, a large cap, small cap, mid cap, or micro cap that has to do with the volatility. So the larger a company is, um, the less volatile it should be over the long term, although anything in the technology sector has the potential to have a lot of volatility. Um, so you want to pay attention to that. You want to also pay attention to the subsector. That will help you differentiate and make sure you have enough diversification within the sector. Sounds great. Thank you so much for all that help. All right, Rob. Well, I think you're doing a great job. Hang in there and keep going. <laughs> All right, Seth, what do we have on social? Yeah, let's start with social here, Shanna. We've got Ann is saying, if buying a certificate of deposit in a Roth account, are you required to pay taxes on the interest? Blessings to the team. By the way, this is Ann on Facebook. Okay, that's a great question. The short answer is no. So the great thing about a Roth, as long as it stays that way, is that you get tax-free growth. So as long as the money stays in the Roth, you don't ever get a tax uh, deduction for putting money in. It's after-tax dollars that go into a Roth, but all of the growth, whether it comes from capital appreciation or interest or dividends, is tax-free. So I don't know that I would be a huge fan of buying a CD in a Roth account because of that tax-free growth. That is the most advantageous type of account that you have to get the most growth that you can. So I'm more of a, a fan if you have other types of accounts like taxable accounts or even IRA accounts to hold to do your CDs there. And you should include all of your accounts, all of your investable dollars as one portfolio. Nice, Jan. A couple more things here on the website and on Facebook as well. Augie from Texas is saying, great news on the retreat. Excited for it. Augie, I hope to meet you there, brother. It's going to be yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, Sherry is saying, I don't trust anything Biden says. <laughs> Sherry, I think I agree with you. <laughs> uh, Joanne, maybe it's just wishful thinking that I want to uh, believe what he says about the, the Republicans taking the House. Yeah, right. And uh, you know what? He uh, right. He does say things that, that are truthful, but generally I don't really trust him either. Uh, Joanne is saying, Shanna, I love it. I agree with everything you're saying. It's OK to vent once in a while. <laughs> Shanna, I think I think our audience loves it when you vent on air. I know I certainly do. Uh, Brian from Missouri saying the thing I don't understand about Trump is if he knows the election was stolen from him, why would he run again? Does he think the Dems will not cheat again if they did it already? It's an interesting thought, Brian. Yeah, it is. And, you know, for whatever you might say about Trump, he's not stupid. So the fact that he is willing to run again makes me think that he has some confidence in what the elections might be like. 
Yep, absolutely. The other Brian from our list of Brian's watching on the website, Brian from Virginia, is saying, gosh, I wish he wouldn't run. Man up, grow up, and support more electable conservative candidates. Brian, it's it's an interesting thought, man, and I can see your point with it for sure. Uh, you know, I will say part of it is you have to look at Trump's track record. I mean, he did a lot of good things for this country during his four years in office. Was he a stand-up guy all the time? Absolutely not. Would I like someone who's a little more morally sound? Definitely, I would. But if it's Trump versus anyone that the Democrats are putting forward, it's a no brainer for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think it will be a little bit of shake up in the in the Republican Party. But there's still a lot of common folks that just love what Trump did and love him or hate him. He got things done. He, he had the backbone. He had the um he had the personality and the things that he was saying was true. We may not have liked his personality or his tactics or, you know, whatever it was. But, you know, I really believe that he has the best interest of the American people at heart. He wants America to be great again. And he knows that for America to be great, the people have to be in a position where they're great. There's just, you know, it, it's almost like, Anyone that the establishment comes against is an endorsement to me because, you know, for for someone who doesn't want to lose their power and their position, um, you know, you really have to take a deeper look at why not? You know, why are they there? I mean, it's just I, I was remembering that, you know, when Obama came into office, his net worth was really low, like in the hundreds of thousands, like less than a million. And I think he's a billionaire now. Oh, you know? definitely. So how how does something like that happen? Why are people going to Washington? Is it because they want to make this country better? Or is it because they want to make their own uh, personal net worth sheets better? And, you know, Donald Trump doesn't have that motivation. He's got money. Um He's so it's just it's it's a hard thing, you know, but I think if anybody can get stuff done, it is definitely Donald Trump. He's got the track record. So if it ends up, which I don't think that the Democrats are going to put Biden forward again, but if it ended up being Biden versus Trump again, they both got they're both going to have track records. We're going to be able to look at the facts of what the Trump economy looked like. We're going to be able to look at the facts of what the Biden economy looked like. We're going to be able to look at the facts about what are the social issues. You know, how, how did the social issues pan out? And, I mean, it's not going to be hard to see what's a better choice. So. Yep, yeah, it, it is true, Shanna. Brian from Virginia, regardless, it is a uh, it is a good point. It's point well taken. I think a great way to end our time on social here, Shanna, is a great <laughs> comment from Joe in Texas who's saying, remember the true king we serve. I have to every day or I will go insane. Joe, I agree <laughs> with you. Reminder that we do not serve Trump or Biden or anyone in the Oval Office. We serve the Lord Jesus Christ, who is on the throne and will be on the throne forever. That is right. And it brings me back. You know, we keep talking about what John Quincy Adams said is that duty is ours, but the results are God's. And so if we can just agree with what God says in everything, then we'll have a whole lot of peace. If we get engaged, if we stay engaged in the world and what the world is saying all the time, then we're, you know, the, the enemy doesn't even have to steal our peace. In that case, we're just willingly giving it up. So 
We, it's a constant reminder for me every single day as I'm listening to the news, as I'm looking at the economics, as I'm looking at the market, as I'm, I'm hearing what's being said on social, um, you know, you can end up in a really bad place if you stay there all the time. So it's a constant reminder. We have to fix our eyes on Jesus. We have to fix our eyes on the things that are above. Um, otherwise, you know, we're going to be just as as bad as, as the world is. Well, folks, we are coming up on a break here. We're going to take a short break and then we're going to get right back to your questions and your comments. If you want to get your call queued up, you will be the next caller in the queue. 610-363-1110. I'm Shana Burt and we'll be back with more financial issues in just a minute. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The opinions and recommendations expressed on this program do not necessarily represent the opinions of the station or any of the program sponsors. Additionally, all products or services offered by the program sponsors may not be known by the program. Welcome back to Financial Issues. I'm your host, Shanna Burt, and we are in the home stretch of the program today. Um, we're going to get to some of your questions and calls. But first, Seth, tell us what's happening on FISM News tonight at 6 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock Eastern. 
Well, you know, Shannon, no surprise. The big story for tonight is Trump's announcement and what that could mean, obviously. Uh, Also, we'll be looking at the House update. The GOP has that majority or they're very close to it. You know, I I could imagine that by the time the broadcast airs tonight, uh, they may have already taken the House. So we'll be keeping an eye on that, Uh, as well as Kevin McCarthy being nominated for speaker. We'll see how that plays out, too. Last one, Shanna, for tonight is on the world stage. Uh, it's important to know in the Ukraine war, there was that missile, that missile strike that happened yesterday in Poland. It's looking like reports are saying that that was not from Russia, but that was actually a Ukrainian missile that was meant to go after a Russian missile that evidently was misfired and ended up, unfortunately, killing two people in Poland. So just another fallout of this ridiculousness that's going on in the Ukrainian-Russian mm. war. Uh, we'll be looking at that tonight. So I hope you all tune in seven o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Central. Mm-hmm. And there's another article um, up there on the FSM news site that talks about as of yesterday, the world population has has increased to eight billion That's correct, Shannon. Eight billion for the first time. It was an interesting article. Uh, when I was writing this one, I the research on it actually showed that um, this number could have been uh, reached much higher if there weren't millions of babies murdered in the womb in the last 50 to 100 years. Mm. And, you know, it does bring a really good reminder for us of the fact that abortion is real, that it's terrible. But, you know, the biblical analysis that I tried to kind of uh, connect to this here, Shanna, was that with the expansion of humankind, as we get larger and larger, that just means there's more sinners in the world who need a savior. And the the words of Genesis 6, where the thoughts and inclinations of man were only evil all the time, is perhaps even more true now with how many mm. people there are in the world. So the reminder that we need a Savior, and praise God, breaking news, we have it in Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. You know, and uh, other information in that article said that India is set to pass China as the most populous nation next year. Yep. So that reminds me of the India Partners campaign that they have going on right now. They have their catalog that's available. If you contact them, you can go to our website, financialissues.org, and that'll send you over there. You can get an electronic version of this catalog. But as Thanksgiving approaches, uh, you could follow in the footsteps of our founder, Dan Celia, and his wife, Yvonne, who would sit down with their eight grandkids every Thanksgiving and let them look through that catalog and choose how they wanted to help the people in India. So more people means more needs. And India Partners does a great job of helping to meet those needs, whether it's providing water, rescuing children out of children and women out of the flesh trade, um, helping families get started with businesses by giving the women sewing machines or giving the family goats or chickens to help them uh, make sure that they can provide for their own families. So it's a great thing, and we hope that you will take advantage of the $25,000 match that they have available. This is only available through next Friday, so make sure that you check that out. Well, let's go back to calls. We have Ron calling us from Oklahoma. Hi, Ron. Hey, good morning, Shannon. That's Ron. Me too, uh, What's uh, what are your tools when you look at stock charts? In other words, the Bollinger Bands, uh, MACDs, RSIs. What is your go-to tools that you use? <laughs> 
we don't have enough time on this show to talk about that. Um, there's a lot of factors, just like, you know, as Dan used to look at different stocks. I mean, we take a macro approach. We look at, you know, asset allocation is the number one thing that's going to determine your experience in stocks. So, I mean, in not, not in stocks, but in your investment experience as far as volatility goes and return. So we take a macro view. We focus very heavily on the asset allocation, try to get that um, as right as we can to help minimize risk because I believe there's far more value in protecting on the downside than capturing every bit of upside potential. There are, uh, we, we take a, a, a pretty fundamental view looking at companies we we view we we tend to lean more on the fundamentals than the technicals which are the things that you mentioned there we'll take a peek at some of those things but you know there's there's about 60 or more factors that we look at when we're looking at adding uh, a company to our buy list okay I was just looking at I, I follow, I'm a partner have the asset allocation um, Adjusted. So I'm just looking at maintenance, uh, uh, looking at Ford, looking at buying opportunities on some of the stocks that I've ho- have, and for going forward to invest more. And that's what mm-hmm. I was trying to look at some of the technicals, other yeah. than it appearing on the buy list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our recommendation is to always buy from the buy list. You know, the things that are on the broad list aren't necessarily. Um, always in focus for us. So there are things that we uh, will look at from time to time, but it doesn't mean that, that that because they're on the broad list that they make a good addition to your portfolio. So the things to focus on really is kind of from a top-down view. You want to make sure that your asset allocation is right. Use that that tracker. Then within your sectors, you want to make sure that you have enough diversification. For example, in energy, you want to make sure that you have you know midstream, upstream refiners, um, exploration companies, and natural gas, you know, all, all different kinds of things, uh, companies inside that sector and that you're, you don't own all refiners or you don't own all exploration companies. Um, that that's a, those two things are going to be the biggest things that you can do. And then as you get down to looking at, well, if there's, you know, for example, in healthcare, there's two device companies on the list, um, medical device companies, and that's all that's on the list right now. So if you're if you're trying to decide between those, then you can start to get down into the nitty gritty and the the analyticals. But if they're on the buy list, we believe that they're at a good entry point for long term. So um, focusing on the diversification asset allocation is going to be the best bet. Yeah, uh, that's what I've always uh, the, the holdings I have right now have always been part picked off of the buy list, not the broad list, but I'm looking at the opportunities looking forward, such as in uh, uh, IT, some of the, some of my holdings, how do I pick some of my holdings that are looking uh, more favorable to break out over the other ones? And that's why I was looking at the technicals. I'm already, uh, asset allocation is, uh, is uh, in line with your projection with the portfolio tracker. So, I'll be uh, with that. Well, my cash. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's so looking at the stuff that I already bought from the buy list, their long term holds, and uh, you know, five or six years, and looking at the particular sectors out of those five, 
uh, individual stocks, how do I start looking at which one's going to be breaking out? And that's what I was looking at, at the technicals, if that's going to give me an indication. Because that uh, sometimes those stocks that I've already have want to show up on your buy list for new money. So this is old money. Looking forward to see which one's going to break out first. Yeah, uh, we don't we don't spend a lot of time looking at that. We take a more long term approach, um, you know, when we're when we're looking at that. So the short term, the technical technical analysis is really short sighted, and it because it's short sighted, a lot of times it's wrong. So we take a more long term view on that, and we don't we don't spend a lot of focus on the technicals. All right. What else do we have there on social and the website? Got some good stuff here, Shannon. First one is Al. He's saying, I've been using the appropriate investment asset allocation model. He's a partner, by the way, uh, for my age for about eight years with good success. I found, though, that now I'm not able to take the time needed to invest with individual stocks. I'm thinking about switching to the Timothy allocation model for my age. Is that a reasonable idea and would now be a good time to make a change? And I'm 52 years old. Gosh, if you have eight years invested in managing your portfolio with individual stocks, I'd really hate to see you switch that. Now, um, I do prefer the individual stock strategy over the mutual fund strategy. And um, I think if you've been doing it for eight years, you're probably at a point where you're just doing maintenance to your portfolio. If it's already built, all you really need to do is twice a year, just go check that um Make sure that you just pay attention to your emails in case there's something that you need to sell. But follow that uh, portfolio tracker. Just check it twice a year. Maybe you get in the habit of doing it in June and December and rebalancing as needed. But um, I would not be a fan of switching from, from the investment strategy to the fund strategy. Awesome, Shannon. Good stuff. You know, I want to just make a comment, too, as well. I thought you... Uh, answered Ron's question, the previous caller, really well. Uh, there's, there's this idea here that like we just have to understand that um, when we're picking different stocks, sometimes you just got it. Like if it hits all the criteria, you just got to pull the trigger on one. You know, <laughs> like if if you're if if it's on the buy list first of all, and if it's a good long term stock, which is if it's on the buy list, then it is. Maybe it's just up to you to just say, you know what, I'm going to pull the trigger on it. I'm going to see what happens. I'm not going to put everything into it, but be well diversified. I think that's good. I hope Ron's still still listening. Yeah. Yep, that's good advice. Uh, Shannon, unfortunately, it uh, might be all the time we have because we're coming to the end of the show here. But hopefully we'll get to some more of these Ask Shannon questions tomorrow. All right. Well, good stuff. I hope that you all will join our Bible study that happens every Friday morning at 530 a.m. Central Time, 6.30 Eastern Time. You can find that information on our website along with the partner conference call information too. So let's just remember, time's getting short. The master's coming back. There's going to be a test. May we all be found good and faithful stewards and be about our father's business when he returns. I'm your host, Shanna Burt, and Lord willing, we will see you tomorrow, same time, same place. we ever forget that we're one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under. Thank you for joining us. This has been an FISM production. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 